Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to the AFC South Fan Battle Podcast, brought to you by Fan Battle Sports. We've got a new panel of folks this week. This is a little bit different from what we uh, normally do, but hey, I'm your host, your biased host. Uh, My name is Harish, and this week on the Fan Battle Podcast, we've got uh, VT from the Texans. You're muted. Who's on mute? Oh, got a little bit of vibration there, VT. I'll come back, come back at. All right. Well, VT's having some technical difficulties while he gets back. He's probably already getting prepared for the season as the uh, as the Texans are getting ready to be uh, horrible. So that's that that matches up. Getting getting. A one week there, uh, one week before time. Uh, commenting for the Titans this week, we've got we've got a good old friend. What's up, man? How you doing, Maximus? Doing good, man. How are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. And uh, commenting for the Jaguars, the uh, the Jaguars who think they're going to win the division this year. We've got Anthony. Anthony, what's going on, man? Hey man, happy to be here. Uh, the Jaguars will be winning the division this year. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see what happens there. They should win the division, but we we never know what the Jaguars. Yeah. And uh, commenting for the first place Colts rookie of the year, Colts Anthony Richardson Chase. How you doing this week, man? I'll be a lot better when we figure out what's going on with the JT news by tomorrow. Yeah, we'll dig right into that. Uh, we'll dig into that here in a little bit. Uh, but first, before we get started, I do want to talk about uh, the injury that occurred to a Jaguars player, if I'm not mistaken, over the weekend. Uh, what's the was? I don't remember the name, uh, but we'll get underway with NFL news. So there was an injury in the Jaguars game. Uh, was it the Jaguars game? Where, it, was, uh, it was the Jaguars game, but it was a Miami Dolphins. Yeah, receiver. there we go. Okay, Miami Dolphins yep. player. His name is. Daywood, Daywood, uh, he suffered, I guess it was a concussion, but he was uh, on the field laying down for quite a bit. I didn't get a chance to watch the game, so uh, 
Anthony, what, since it was the Jaguars game, you want to kind of give us a rundown of what was going on? Uh, to be fair, I had honestly turned the game off by that point because it's preseason. I had seen Trevor. I had seen what I needed to see from the offense. Um, but, yeah, no, it looked like it was probably a concussion, something like that. Eight and a half minutes to go. Might as well just call the game. No reason to come back after something like that for a meaningless preseason game. Gotcha. Daywood Davis uh, is the name there. Thanks there, Matt. Um, the um, So, yeah, I didn't really get a chance to check the game out. It sounds like he was released from the hospital later on that night. Uh, and from what we can under, from what I understand, uh, he was able to uh, make it back and travel back with the team, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Yeah. So he was able to travel back with the team. Uh, shoulder pad to the head. You know, these, these things are – as much as the NFL is trying to limit the way these, these injuries occur, at the end of the day, it's still a violent sport, right? And and these, these types of injuries occur. These types of injuries happen. What do you guys think – is there anything else that, that the NFL will do or can do to, to prevent these types of hits? Because they're, as much as they're trying to prevent them – it almost, I mean, obviously we got, remember what happened to Hamlin last year uh, on, on live TV. I don't think that was concussion related, but anything you guys think the NFL might try to attempt to do to limit these types of injuries? Well, hopefully you could hear me better now. So I'll just start real quick and say that um, the guardian caps that they're using in practice are supposedly reducing concussions by 10%. So perhaps that's one day what they will try to do in regular season and i know that the guardian caps um actually throw off your balance because they're heavier so they have to find a way in order to make the weight distributed in order to be able to use in the regular season but if it can reduce the concussion percentage by 10 percent in in practice and training camp then i think it's something that they will bring over when they get the technology right weight distribution and make it look a little better i think they were trying to um uh, use those. Is it the same padding that they were using in practices? Yeah, those are called the guardian caps. Yeah, it's, a, it's the yeah, same way. But, but they got to figure out that weight distribution because um, JJ Watt, when he was you know, before retirement, was saying that one of the things that he hated about it was he couldn't get off his brakes and stuff quickly because the, the weight distribution literally changed how he would have to play football. So they have right. to figure that out to, to make it similar to the regular helmets. And, you know, it's literally just a matter of time because technology changes pretty quickly so you know i'm assuming they can get there it's just probably how many years you know two years four years whatever it is yeah uh vt you're still you're still coming off as staticky by the way god damn all right i'll leave it with my bad okay <laughs> yeah i think that's a good point though uh to to vt's point the uh and, and we've seen this kind of as, as players have started practicing it kind of really showed up the first time last year where they were using the uh the padded helmets and to vt's point it was, we don't know if it was impacting uh, their ability to move on the field, or, or, and we've heard that that might be an issue where there's the, the issue with weight distribution. Um, obviously, we're, we're great for David Davis that he was able to make it back out of the hospital, able to make it home, travel with the team. Um, here is a comment uh, from Jay saying you could either do that or you could split, uh, you could split blockers is rubbing up. Oh, okay. He was talking about the mic. You that has nothing to do with the injury there, um, but you know we'll continue to see what goes on there uh, as we can as we continue to uh, see what the NFL does to prevent injuries here moving on in the future. Um, 
Anyway, as we move on, let's go ahead and get into this week's action. And we're going to start off with the Titans here. Nighty night lights out, no Tyson. About to be the clash of the Titans. And, uh, hey, you know, Maximus, we're going to go ahead and uh, get started here with the Titans. Uh, <clears throat> testing out some new uh, transitions here. T- talk to us about the Titans last week. What happened? Uh, so not, I mean, it's preseason. So, I mean, you know, uh, nothing special. Uh, Malik, uh, didn't shine as much as we wanted. Levis was out again, so we didn't get a chance to see him. Um, I mean, our starters, it it was a joke. They just rolled Tannehill out there and he handed off three times and then just left the field. I mean, it was, uh, yeah, it wasn't what I wanted to see. That's for sure. Yeah, I went to the game. It wasn't very exciting. So what you, what you're saying is uh, Tannehill is practicing for his midseason form because handing off the ball that, is literally what he does best, right? Yeah, so I mean, make sure. It, it, it uh, sure. Uh, I hope that the play calling is distributed better than it was on that series for sure. Are Are you excited to see that? That's what uh, uh, Kelly is bringing to the to the offense is uh, using Mike uh, Ryan Tannehill's strengths at his best. Yeah, like I said, you know, just hoping that he's keeping his bag of tricks all, you know, hidden away. Because, uh, yeah, I hope that's not a taste of what we're going to get most of the season. Because if it is, I'm going to have a disappointed season. Fair enough, fair enough. As we look to uh, cut day tomorrow, everybody's uh, favorite time of the preseason. Uh, we don't want to go down the entire 53-man roster because we don't have 30 years to do so. But why don't you give us some players to kind of keep an eye out on who's on the bubble who are those uh, position battles that we've been kind of looking for? And uh, to break down on who you'd like to see make the roster and, and who who you think might be uh, there on the there on the border there. All right. So, like, some interesting moves I think the Titans might actually make is I think they might put Kyle Phillips on IR uh, just so we can use that extra roster spot for another wide receiver because God knows we need a lot of wide receivers. Um, I think Kyrus Jackson's shown enough to uh, make the team. Um, and I hope Colton Dow does, but I don't know if he will or not. Um, as far as the defense goes, uh, Caleb Murphy shined. Uh, a lot of people had question marks on him, and he showed up big time in the preseason, was in the backfield pretty much more than the quarterbacks were. Um, we don't have a kicker, which is <laughs> – That sounds normal. You know, I mean – we, we really didn't have a kicker all offseason, if we're being honest with ourselves. Uh, I mean, you know, we had people at the position, but, I mean, they weren't starting quality kickers, in my I hear, opinion. I hear Blankenship's available. Yeah, I'm good on that. Um, and I'm a Georgia fan, so if I'm passing on a Georgia player, that's a bad sign. Um, but, um, you know, as far as, like, uh, people that didn't make the team that you might think will – uh, Bonnie Rice, you know, a lot of people that thought at the beginning of the training camp that he was starting next to Al Shire, um, looks like he might not even have a roster spot. So that was a shock. Um, but other than that, you know, everything's pretty, pretty, I think pretty clear with us. Um, I'm hoping that we get, uh, the good news for Titans fans is Traylon Burks was back on the practice field today. Um, yeah, catching balls and landing one leg on the knee. Awesome. So 
obviously yeah he's he's not doing you know um seven on sevens or anything like that it's individual work but still it's nice to see him land on that leg and it look firm um but yeah that's pretty much all i got from my roster right there buddy you know you, you never want to hear injuries because that's obviously part of the game we we hate each other's teams but we're also uh we're human in the fact that we, we want to see Traylon Burks eat cheeseburgers without getting injured. So we want, we want to make sure that uh, he's not injured while he eats those cheeseburgers. That way when he sucks it up on the field this year, it's, it's legitimate and not because of an injury. Well, look, man, I am just – I yeah, it's, yeah Matt, Matt's got it. See, I, I went to try to give you all credit, and then I look in the comments, and Matt's got it already taken care of for me. Perfect. But I was going to say that I'm surprised I got through my whole bit without someone saying something about mayonnaise. But, uh, you know, Matt, even though he's not on the show, he's still on the show. <laughs> yeah, Matt. Matt's, Matt's a top contributor, and that's what we need here on the AFC South Fan Battle Podcast. So, uh, yeah, you know, if you ever think you're going to get it out of an episode without the mention of mayonnaise, I think you're on the wrong podcast. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and VT is still staticky. All right. Still static. Yeah, man. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, having some uh, difficulties, but you're still static. All I have to say about the mayonnaise thing is that Will Levis signed a lifetime deal with Hellman's, which pretty much cemented the fact that mayonnaise jokes are going to follow us around until at least until he goes away. Probably forever, but that's okay. Because it's the first time a rookie's ever made a deal like that. And you know what I say? Kudos to you, man. Good job hey. for taking the situation and making the best of it. Well, to be fair, if he didn't present himself putting mayonnaise in his coffee, uh, then, then uh, you know, we, we, probably wouldn't, we probably wouldn't be in this situation. So um, maybe next time he should be more aware of who's, who's <clears throat> taking film on him. Uh, <laughs> which uh, would match up, which probably is the reason why he's not doing so well in training camp because he's not watching the film or trying to figure out uh, who's, who's watching him at all times. But hey, anyway, uh, next we're going to, Anthony, I'm going to switch on over to you and we're going to talk a little bit. Of- like to hit when provoked, don't you doubt that. That's a Jaguar to a house cat. All right. Anthony, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Jaguars game? Obviously, David Davis was was a topic of discussion, uh, but why don't you talk about a little bit about what you were able to see in the game on Saturday? All right. So, like I said, I did not watch the entire game, but I watched the important parts. Um, and what I saw was the Jaguars' first team offense took care of that Dolphins defense with no problem. They went up and down the field without any issues. Would have been better if Tank didn't fumble right at the goal line for a touchback because otherwise we probably would have been up 14 to three after the first two drives. Um, but they pulled Trevor, I think four minutes into the second. So I saw enough that the offense is gelling. They're working well together. Ridley looks really good. Um, which I kind of figured was always going to be the case. It's been taking care of his body. He's been staying in shape and he looks the part. So is Ridley wide receiver one? And, Absolutely. Uh, okay. I'm just uh, making sure. Listen, you, you never Christian everybody was really excited about Christian Kirk last year. I actually, well, when you drop $72 million on somebody, you better get excited because that's a lot of money to spend on somebody. But I think Christian Kirk is really good at what he does, but he is a slot only guy, basically. 
Yeah. Um, Ridley can play in the slot, but he's dominant outside. So he's actually going to make it easier for Christian Kirk because yeah. he's going to take attention off of that. So Christian can be the receiver that he always was. He's not meant to be a number one. Ridley is absolutely a number one because there's not many players in the NFL that can run routes like him that have that kind of speed. And he just understands uh, DB's blind spots really well. And there's just not a lot of players that are at that level with that kind of stuff. Yeah, and there, there, there's a comment that came in that I'll show, but with with having Ridley there, what do you think uh, happens to Kurt stats-wise? Do they go up? Do they go down? Do you think there's a it bounces out? Honestly, I think Kirk probably ends up somewhere around the same. Um, I think, you know, we had Marvin Jones last year. He wasn't anything spectacular, but a lot of what Marvin Jones got is going to go directly to Ridley. I'd say Zay Jones is probably going to be hurt a little more by Ridley than Kirk will be. Okay. But honestly, I think the offense is going to take a step further. I think Trevor takes another jump from what he did last year, similar to what he did last year, to really cement himself in that top five conversation. Um, But I think that Kirk probably sits somewhere in the same ballpark that he was just around 1,000 yards seven touchdowns maybe yeah. sounds about right uh okay okay uh talk to us a little bit about the roster what do you think uh happens tomorrow any any specific folks that the uh the audience should be taking keeping an eye on uh what what who's that one guy that may make the roster that who's the there's always a fan favorite and, and watching hard knocks we know this right there's always that one guy now obviously this is tv so that that uh that uh already uh, kind of leans into that, but who's that one guy that's like the fan favorite that people are waiting to see if he makes the team or not? <sighs> so uh, the fan favorite probably be would um, QB Nathan Rourke, but he already got cut and I don't think he ever stood a chance to actually be QB two. Bethard is the veteran presence behind Trevor. I don't, I didn't, think that he was going to really push for that spot but he was a fan favorite but I think the real battle is going to come down to the wide receiver position the Jaguars have a lot of talent in that back end that could be a wide receiver five or six on a lot of rosters so there's going to be some guys that are going to get cut that are going to get picked up pretty quick Um, and there's been all kinds of crying and debates on Jaguars Twitter all day about who that five and six is going to be um, cause there've been a lot of guys that have made some plays this preseason to make their case. So that those last two spots in the wide receiver room are going to be very interesting to see what they do. Um, most of the rosters pretty well set out. We returned what 21 out of 22 starters from last year. So not a lot of turnover from there. Um, honestly didn't do a lot in free agency either. Um, so it's a lot of rookies and stuff like that but yeah you know you know as the non-biased host the Jaguars are looking good they're they're set up for success um obviously it's been a while since they've had back-to-back good seasons which we got to bring up because it is it is the mantra of the Jaguars franchise right one good every five or six years sometimes a little bit more uh I'd be interested to see on paper they should put it together right Uh, absolutely And I think the difference between this team and 2017 purely is quarterback and coach. 
you know, Doug Marone wasn't a bad coach, but he's not out calling plays the way that Doug Peterson is. And Trevor Lawrence is like 500 times the quarterback that Blake Bortles could ever be. No matter how awesome of a guy Blake is, there's yeah. just, he's not a Super Bowl contending QB. Absolutely. And as soon as Tom Coughlin, you know, pissed off that defense in that locker room and sent everybody the way they were, there was no shot that team was going to stay together and stay relevant without a QB to keep them at a competitive level. I think that now with Trevor, there's no reason that they should take a step back. It's how much of a step forward will they really take? Yeah. Well, hey, we got we got two weeks to to find out to see what happens there. Um, VT, give me a mic check. Mic check, one, two, three. Oh, my gosh. It's about time. Whew. All, All right, right. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the, the Texans here. Outcast to a whole squadron. If you talk in Houston, then we've got a problem. All right. Um, basically, here's what happened. We had a couple cuts, and we had some surprise cuts. So Desmond King, who is an inside corner, um, we thought that he was going to stick around. He's been with us for a while, took a pay cut last year in order to actually um, to stay on the team. He got cut. Um, we just got somebody um, actually this week who played in the preseason game, caught the um, interception that actually won us the preseason game. So he commanded that roster spot. Sad to see Desmond King go. He's a really good team player, can play the inside and outside. Um, so that, to me, that was the only surprising cut. Roy Lopez got cut. Um, he had a terrible season last year. He worked on his body, got better, but uh, didn't didn't got hurt again, and so wasn't able to compete. Um, we got rid of Kirko. All you might know about Kirko. He's been in the NFL for a while. He can't cover. He's getting old. Um, they released him. I have a feeling that they actually worked with him because I think that he actually asked to go because I think he views himself as a starter and not as a backup. Um, we got rid of two of our tight ends, Mason Shrek and Renette, which means that we are preparing to pick up some more tight ends. So if you caught the preseason game against the Saints, um, I think most of you, if you're not being too biased, will agree that Stroud is throwing some great uh, throws. Pat McAfee talked about him today saying that he can literally put the ball anywhere he wants. And obviously not just being Homer, but you know, if you watch your football, you can see that that's true. The big challenge for us is going to be the receivers because uh, last preseason game and in this preseason game, we had drops. Uh, Noah Brown dropped two passes in, in the in the preseason game against Miami. Um, we had drops with Woods and Collins in this game. That's going to be the challenge. It's not going to necessarily be can the quarterback Stroud actually get the ball there. It's going to be will the receivers be able to actually catch them. Um, and then the if the first game, if you know anything about the first game, it was really bad because our O line was basically third stringers. So in this game, we had most of our first. Uh, stringers up there. Howard is still out, um, but you but you had others protecting him, and the line was strong. Um, the line was strong, notably without 15th overall pick Kenyon Green. So they put him in the backups. He's actually in the seconds, which is interesting. We grabbed Dieter, who was in Miami, who didn't play a single snap on offense and only played on special teams, but he actually was good at left guard. So I don't know whether you know Kenyon Green is going to be a bust, but what I'll tell you is I don't think he's going to start. Um, this season and and be part of the once. So overall, the the Texans are looking good on offense, on defense. Will Anderson is looking like a beast. Um, we saw the plays against Miami looking great in camp. Um, 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We didn't have um, a Sting or Nelson, two of our best corners, played yesterday. And you know, they're, they're part of, of a great secondary. Um, other people, obviously not just myself, are saying that it's a strong top 10 secondary. I actually believe it's going to be top five, and I think Petrie's going to be an all-pro. Call me a homer for that, but um, I'm going to die on that hill. So I think overall we got a good good squad going. Um, there's some challenges there, like I said, on the receivers. Um, but I think that overall we're going to do pretty well, and I'm looking forward to sweeping some of your asses. Yeah, I actually have the Texans as the dark horse of the yeah, a lot of people think they're gonna. Yeah, Maximus, I don't think that's a that's a that's a surprise. I mean, honestly, I do think the Texans roster wise are probably took the biggest leap on on paper. Uh, only people that don't think that's possible is your delusional fan base, um, who think that they're still Super Bowl champions. Um, so, uh, Texans being second, maybe. Challenging the Jaguars for the for the division isn't as bad. Uh, CJ Stroud, look, I'm a CJ Stroud homer. I've wanted the guy since day one. You guys know this. I ever since we had uh, ever since we had the opportunity to suck, uh, and, and CJ Stroud was my guy. Um, so, and, and his accuracy was the big thing. Um, his accuracy, he could put the ball anywhere. He can make any NFL throw. He literally can't be that guy. Um, so I'm not surprised to hear that he's making that happen. Um, so now I'm, ta- I'm done talking about uh, how good the Texans are because they suck. But, um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I don't – I mean, what what does second place in this division look like? Uh, Matthew seems to believe that uh, we'll be fighting for second at 6-11. I, mean, I, I actually think it's seven wins. I, I seven, think it's seven ten. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the Jags win ten games and we win seven. Yeah, I, I think I do think that's realistic. Um, I, I don't think that's uh, out of the realm of possibility. Uh, real quick, you talked about a little bit of the cuts. Are there any other cuts or any other position battles we should be looking out for that you haven't already mentioned? So, like I said, I think tight ends are a big deal. I think we still are going to add more depth for the O line. We lost three guys on the O-lines this year. Uh, Scott Quesenberry, who anyone that follows me on Twitter knows I don't like, but I obviously didn't want to have him have a season-ending injury. So he got hurt. We brought in uh, DJ Skarif, who got hurt. Um, Titus Howard, who should start week two, week three, maybe week one. Uh, A right tackle who we just extended for three years. He got hurt. Um, So we had a a bunch of injuries on the O-line. So I think we're going to have to continue to get more depth there. Heck who was our swing tackle, he got hurt. So, yeah, we had four guys on our O-line get hurt. So we're talking O-line depth, tight end, um, and then I think we are still going to add more depth to that secondary as well because I think that's going to be a strong point. When the season's done, we're going to be known for our secondary more than anything else. Awesome. Well, VT, thanks for uh, for breaking down the Texans. I'm glad your mic didn't break down while you were talking about them. Uh yeah. 
We got finally, last but not least, we're going to head over to Chase and we're going to talk a little bit about the Colts. And strike like a lightning bolt. You feel the ground pounding. That might be the Colts. Chase. Oh, all right. Well, let's, let's talk about the game first. Yeah. I know, I know the Colts fans didn't see Richardson play at the home game, which is kind of sucked, but he did play for almost, I believe he played the whole first half. Uh, he did seem jittery. I mean, it is the Eagles defense, even though they didn't have all their starters there. Uh, but he was hesitant at times. The offensive line was not protect him that much because, for one, the starting offensive line still has not played together because Braden Smith has been out. He's been injured. Ryan Kelly wasn't in. Uh, we're still looking to see our, our, on left tackle how Raymond's going to do. Uh Basically, the offensive line is still in shambles because we have no clue what's going to happen. Uh, Alec Pierce dropping balls. And it looks like right now Josh Downs might be that slot starting receiver now instead of McKenzie. Uh, tight end, it looks like, I, I, if I read it correctly today, Jelani Woods is now out for the season with a torn ACL or hamstring. You know what that means? That means the, the Colts have to hold on to Mo Ali Cox for another season. Jeez. Yep, and I, yeah, yeah, I hate that so much. Yeah, that's that's sucks that's what I, I think Jake. Yeah, one of yeah, Jake reported that earlier. I was on lunch break and I saw that. Uh, and then obviously, let's see what else we got. The defense was just okay. I mean, we got young corners everywhere, pass rushers. I mean, we still really don't have a pass rush. I, I like the guy from Northwestern. I, I don't really know how to pronounce his last name. Adoe? Yeah. Ade. Yeah, I just call him Ade Ade. Prince. I uh, basically, yeah. Prince some, Prince Adoe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like the running back, Evan Hall. We'll, we'll get into this or, or later because we all know JT possibly might be traded by tomorrow by 4 p.m. For, for how much, we don't know. But Richardson looks promising as – if we're gonna if we're gonna lose games, let's have a rookie out there. We don't yep. need Gardner out there right now. Gardner was very consistent. He only had four miss attempt uh incompletions all preseason. Gardner's gonna be do that veteran presence. I mean the Jags had him. You got you guys know what he's what he's like. He killed the Colts every time we played us. <laughs> well, everybody killed that. the Colts every time they played us. <laughs> well, that's not synonymous, just uh right. We had uh, we also let's see our kicking game's okay. We got Matt Gay. Other than that, we really don't have much exciting besides Richardson going for us right now in that game. I'm I'm glad we won, but and Richardson hasn't been sacked really, and he and we have a mobile quarterback that can get away from the pass rush, which was I, I was excited to see that because when he was about to get sacked, he really got the guy off him, shrugged him off, and ran. Yeah. Taking a look at Richardson, you know, ha- look at the preseason as a whole. What letter grade would you give Richardson uh, across the three games? He didn't play in the second yeah, game, so basically right. two games. I would say right now, is he's, he's gotten better. I would say probably a C plus as of right now. He's right there at that about right that at that spot. Yeah. He's not a C, C minus. He's right there at that C plus where you're hoping for that potential is going to be more. Yeah. 
I think C plus is fair. Um, the one thing about Richardson that 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 I didn't, that I think he can. I'm not going to say didn't like, but I think he can improve on areas of opportunity. That dude's got a cannon of an arm, and yes. I think it, it's it gets in his way uh, when it comes to. His, I don't. He was not accurate at all. His footwork was actually pretty good, and you could tell he's trying to focus in on it. But the way he releases that ball sometimes is just. Uh, yeah, he's it's, he's it's trying to throw much. into traffic. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's trying to get there into traffic, thread the needle, and when sometimes, I mean, honestly, that that Josh Downs should have caught that ball that was down. I went back and mm-hmm. looked at it. He threw it into a perfect, a really good window. But you know, is there an opportunity to p- potentially make it a little bit different? Uh, throw that ball with a little bit more touch uh, versus the velocity that is that he does throw it with. Uh, talk to us a little bit about JT the situation. Where do you think we stand as of today? Does he get <laughs> traded by 4 p.m. tomorrow? Hopefully this is the last week to talk about it. We just move on, right? But maybe we don't. I don't know. Well, like we said before the show, I mean, I, I was talking to some of the guys before the show. I don't know where his beha- this all this came from And starting in April. He was saying he was going to play out the contract, and then he changes agents and – he changes his tune for some reason. I, I understand he needs to be paid. I understand that. Get your money while you can. I, I, I believe that. But he's doing it the wrong way. There's a I mean Pittman's doing Pittman's in a contract year, but he'll get paid. But I just think he's got a bad attitude. He he has is he hurt? I'll be honest, I don't know. I don't we don't see what the medical is. We've said, we've said, we've heard ankle, we've heard back, but then JT puts out that there's not, there's not a back problem. So what is actually going on behind closed doors that we're not seeing? Yeah. Is it Jim Ursay going out in public and saying stuff? I don't know. Or is it the, between the agent and the owner? Something's yeah. happening that we're not seeing. It's, it's I just want to chime for one second. Just say that the agent is actually the same agent as Titus Howard, um, our right tackle. And it took a little bit to get that contract done. Um, he was searching for 20 million. We ended up on about 18 and a half. And during that time, he didn't tweet out any crazy shit like, like uh, Titus Howard didn't. And neither did the agent. Um, also, we don't have Cal, our owner or our GM talking about the contract publicly either. I have to say from an outsider's point of view, this look, this looks like Ursay started it. And his agent just basically said, if you're going to, if you're going to talk about things that you don't actually, we even know everything about then I'm going to come out here and defend my guy. And that's what it seems like to me, because how the hell do you say, you know, I, I take offense at you guys trying to negotiate a new contract. That's not necessarily what they were doing. You know, they're trying to figure out solutions. That was one solution. Then he's got to say they don't. no one would care if he was out of the league. I mean, how, how much disrespect do you want to throw to your star running back who was going to – who your offense was going to be centered around? Um, I think it's on Ursay more than anyone else. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Looking back on it a couple of weeks, right, and as the situation started to unfold – this is who Jim Irsay is. And and you know what? If if he gets traded tomorrow, Jim Irsay is, is going to live by what he says. He'll trade him tomorrow and he won't look back. He won't care. I mean, this guy has done this before. This isn't brand new. Yep. The uh, Eric Dickerson, Marshall Falk, Edron James. He doesn't care. 
and, and, and two, yeah, I get what you're saying, VT, and I, I do understand that, yeah, you know, throwing your, your team out there public in the media is probably not something you want to do. But this isn't this isn't new of Jim Ursay. This is kind of what we expect as Colts fans. So I'm not shocked by this at all, uh, to say the least. What about uh, Anthony uh, Maximus? What do you guys think about this whole situation? Yeah, man, look, um, first of all, Jim Mersey, thank God he's not my owner. Um, that's all I have to say, uh, pretty much. Uh, you know, like like VT said, you know, it looks from the outside perspective, it looks like Jim Mersey started some junk, you know, and the, the agent come in, defended his dude, and now there's just bad blood, and I don't think it can be rectified. Even if he doesn't get traded, I don't think he plays. Anthony, any, any closing comments on the situation? Yeah, I got to agree that I think it's the owner um, with that. Uh, can't fault running back looking to get paid because they don't get paid anymore. But Ursay making those comments, while I understand the point he's trying to make, that in the grand scheme of things, him as an owner and JT as a player are not going to mean anything to the league because there's going to be somebody to replace them without any hesitation. So I understand that, but the way he said it, the way he delivered it was just very disrespectful. And I, I think that he will get traded. I don't know that it's done by tomorrow. It's like one of those things that everybody knows it, but nobody says it, you know, it's like one of those things, you know, everybody knows saying the quiet things out loud yeah yeah sometimes it's good to keep your mouth shut yep which is something ursay doesn't know how to do yeah no he doesn't he's very (laughs) bad at that by the way no Uh, i can't i I can't wait for the tweets once jt does get traded i just that's what i'm here for i'm here for the tweets so let me ask uh you guys i think it's miami do you guys think that's where he's gonna go or do you have another opinion of where he's gonna end up I mean, I think Miami's probably the most likely because they've been sniffing around every running back that's been in any kind of contract dispute. They've been sniffing around it, so that's probably the most likely place. But I know that the Bears have kind of shown a little interest, and I think that they would be a really smart move for them to do it because they got the cap space, they got the draft pick resources, and Justin Fields is going into a third year. You need to find out if he's the guy this year. You already got DJ Moore. That's great. But go get a running back like that and let them be a two-headed monster in the backfield and find out if Fields is the guy you're going to build around. If not, use that draft capital to trade up and get the QB that you want. So I think that they are – would be a smart move because they can front load a deal so they can get out from it in two years without any dead money or any issues and they can send them whatever pick they want it's not going to be a first Colts will not get a first for JT um, but they would be the team that I would pick if it's not Miami yeah I, I don't think anybody in the fan base is expecting uh, a first round pick I think getting the second round pick, honestly, getting what you what you invested in him, I think is a win in the, at this point, right? Um, the team that I think is interesting, and, and I'm still keeping this in the back of my head, is the Dallas Cowboys. I think that is a team that is very, very interesting um, for the sake of 
kind of kind of with Jerry with uh, Jerry Jones with uh, Justin Fields, right? The Cowboys this year need to figure out if Dak is their guy moving forward. Uh, they they went and got Brandon Cooks. They're 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 loading the offense up for him. They he's never really Zeke has never really been Zeke his entire time in Dallas, except for maybe the first couple of years he was there. So if that does having a guy like JT help him out, I don't know. I, I just for some reason I keep wanting him to come back to the Cowboys. And then that probably questions: Do the Eagles get in on? I that can just, see that just to keep it from the just to keep it from the Cowboys, which uh, that's the petty kind of stuff they would. I do. think the Eagles would get in it just because how we how we hear is trade, and he's like, hold on, let me get involved in this. He hears <laughs> that, and he has to be involved in everything. It, it is a, it is a trigger word for him. He just uh, he just kind of like uh, glitches up every time he hears it. But, but say he does go to Miami, does that put Miami? As a serious contender, yes, I think Miami's a serious contender right now. Already, yeah. yeah I was and say. so adding JT, I think just maximizes that. Yep. Uh, Miami's probably looked at as probably a top three or four team in the conference already. Uh, even even though, but they share Buffalo as, as a division opponent. Um, my, Miami might is I think is a top four team. And the Jets. Just, and yeah. the Jets, yeah. I don't know about the Jets. I don't. I was going to say I'm Jets not defense that excited is, about that the Jets. Jets defense is a. The Jets is still the Jets defense. They're well, still that defense is a. That defense is a problem, and it you is. have a really good second-year wide receiver and a Hall of Fame quarterback. Aaron right. Rodgers had one bad year in a really bad offense. I don't think that's Rodgers. I think that's a circumstance thing. I don't yeah. think the Jets are automatically the favorite for the AFC, but they are absolutely a playoff team. And you and you don't even need Aaron Rodgers to do everything. You got two beasts of a running back right to hand the ball off to Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall. Yeah, they can fix the offensive line true. problems. They're set. Mm-hmm. Y'all, yeah. y'all got to remember, A, do you know who their offensive line coach is? Probably some bad Titans offensive line coach. Exactly. <laughs> the Titans coach from last year, the offensive line coach. We had the 32nd ranked offensive line last year. Do you yeah, know was, Do you know Cal- who's Cal- calling the yeah. plays? Nathaniel do you know Hackett, calling the former plays? Green Bay Packer offensive coach in Green Bay. Yes. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is former OC where he had all those successful years. Yeah. Yeah. Hackett's been decent as a coordinator. He's just a bad, bad coach. Right. So him yeah. as a coordinator doesn't really seem that bad to me. I think that's a misconception, right? Just because you are a bad he led coach, some he led some pretty successful seasons with the Jaguars as the offensive coordinator, then took off to Green Bay and had a couple MVP seasons with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. It's, I, don't I don't think, think that's yeah. I don't on think... Hackett for what happened last year, as much as Sean Payton wanted to say. Sorry, I was I was referring to the passing game coordinator. I, I know you're trying to make a Titans reference here. I don't know who the passing game coordinator is. It's Todd Titans. Downing, man. It was our offensive oh, coordinator from last year. Yeah, so think about that for just oh, half a second. The guy that's, that's blocking definitely... and the guy that's doing the passing coordination. Yeah, but I don't know if that's more on talent than than actually, you know, the coaching, honestly. I mean, at that point, you had a quarterback that couldn't pass. What the hell was that? I mean, what were you going to do with Willis last year? Right. You know, so I'm high on the Jets. I think that, um, you know, listen, as you said, right, you got Aaron Rodgers, a Hall of Fame quarterback, and you have a crazy defensive. 
Brees Hall's coming back. He's healthy. So, and you have the, the rookie of the year. I mean, of the offensive rookie of the year and the defensive rookie of the year over there. I, I think the people that think that the Jets don't have a chance are really sleeping on them. Um, huh. You know, like, yes, they probably are in the hardest division this year in the AFC East, but I think the Pats are dead in the water. You know, they're a seven, eight win team at best. And that's at best and probably closer to five or six. The Bills have taken a step back since Matt Dayball um, has left. So, you know, they're a little funky. Uh, I think they're in contention, but they're a little funky over there. And the Dolphins, as high as I am on the Dolphins, it, it's all based on Tua if he can stay healthy. So I think the Jets, honestly, in that division have better chances because all just those three reasons that I said. So. I could completely see the Jets in the AFC Championship. I'll give oh, you that. Oh, wow. That's, I don't that's, know about championship. I don't know about AFC Championship. Okay. That's pretty, All right. Playoffs, All right. I'll give you. So it's they're going to be playing the Jaguars then. Yeah. It's never, <laughs> it's never a show without a VT hot take. Um, so, uh, anyways, fellas, uh, before we get out of here, that is that is the uh, the show for the night. Uh, Maximus, why don't you tell everybody where they can find it, find you? Maximus Titan fan pretty much on all social medias and the Titans fan battle podcast also on pretty much all social medias. We're really trying to grow our YouTube audience. Please like share and subscribe. Awesome. VT. So you can find the Texans fan battle every day at Wednesday, uh, 8 PM central, but this week we're actually on Thursday. Our guest is Patrick Crichton. Um, he's a reporter. And so you'll, we'll get to talk to him about everything that's going on. We had Stroud, uh, be, named the official court uh, QB one. And we'll talk more about that with Patrick, along with everything we saw with the preseason games. Chase, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Twitter right here at CS Gordon, 2434 and on Facebook, uh, Chase Shumway. I'm, I'm not on the actual Colts podcast yet, but I'll talk to those guys and we'll see if I can get on there later in a later date. Awesome. And Anthony, what about yourself? Are you on, are you in the Twitter verse? Uh, yes, or the X-verse, whatever you want to call it now. Uh, Ammo Jags. Um, that's all I really got, either that or Facebook. But, yeah, I'm happy to have been on here. Thank you guys for having me. Hopefully there will be more rounds of this and a little more trash talk once the season kicks off. Absolutely. We'll see you week one. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you for, for – Oh, you know it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be there for sure. And, of course, you guys can find me – uh, at the Uncle Gandhi, I'm also uh, on Thursday nights on the Longhorn Fan Battle Podcast. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you guys have a good night. Uh, anybody have any final thoughts before we get out of here? Don't sleep on our secondary. Be warned. Uh, all right. I'll have a good, lab- good Labor Day. Jaguars week. are winning the division. I just started with that. I'm going to end with that. All righty. Well, thanks for joining us tonight at the NAC Face Battle, Fan Battle Podcast. We'll see you next week. Peace. About to be the clash of the titans Strike like a lightning bolt You feel the ground pounding, that might be the coast Quick like a jolt, like to hit when provoked Don't you doubt that, that's a joke
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.